Well, welcome to Imperfect Parenting. Which happens to be a brand new name uh-huh. for... It's a big deal. For Coffee Kids and Crazy. It's true. We have changed it up on you. We have changed it up. And we have more than just the name change. We're changing a bunch of things. We now have Ben here. I'm jumping in here. Ben is we in. We changed the name, so let's let's change the, the cast too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're also okay. going to change how often the podcast comes out. Mm-hmm. This is true. Instead of once a month, we're now going to once a week. Which is wild. But I, Seth, will only be here once a month, and you guys will do the other three weeks. We live together. That helps. Yeah. Uh-huh. We see each other often. Same state as yeah. well. Yeah. Otherwise, same I have house. to fly in a bit more often. To, yeah, I don't know that we could do that. Yeah. But we we have, we were coffee kissing crazy for the last three seasons. Uh, Seth, you've been on two of those seasons. Yeah. This is season three for you. Yeah. Um, but we're changing it to Imperfect Parenting because... Brittany's book is coming I out. I wrote a book. So cool. I know. It's so exciting. She I'm, had a baby. You had another baby. It kind of feels like baby. I had a baby. <laughs> Definitely feels like that. So yeah. we're changing the podcast uh, to Imperfect Parenting. Same idea, same concept. I mean, we're going to do a lot of the same things. The volume is... Uh, Ben and I are going to have to do this a lot more than you are. Yes, you are. But uh, the beginning of the month is always going to be the three of us. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get rid of Seth because we love him too much. It's too yep. much fun having him here. Yep. The more Seth, the better. Right. That's so. what I always say. <laughs> That's me, me too. <laughs> Come on. And I am outnumbered, guys. You are outnumbered I'm now. I am the only girl this good. on this parenting podcast, which I kind of love, though, because there's a lot of... Female dominant uh, yeah. parenting podcast. Come on, dads. Mm-hmm. Come Let's on, go. dads. dads are That's what we're saying here. Yeah. That's happening. But we are, so we did change the name. Mm-hmm. We did change the frequency. We did change Ben. We brought him in. I'm the same. But ben. we are yeah. not going to change our memes. It's true. We've always had memes we're that we love. Sure we keep those. We sit here for hours laughing and chuckling. We, we have a lot of memes we will not show you. <laughs> we wish we could. They make us laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. I wish Lauren could be the other part of this. I know. Because it would be, it so, would be so much fun. We could probably get in a lot of trouble with we, our yes. marriage memes and all sorts of things going mm-hmm. on. But So we have a meme for we today. Do. We've told you that we have a new name. Well, now we're going to tell you our meme. So if you're watching, you'll be able to see this. If you're not, I'll just read it. And then you check out our socials because we always post our Yeah, on there. social media will be there too. This meme is just a picture with words and it says, Once upon a time, I was a perfect parent. Then I had children. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, it was because it was all theory. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how that perfect parent. Theory and judgment of <laughs> other people, other parents. Lots of that. Hence the imperfect parenting. Yeah. It's true. That's yeah, why did you call it this? Well, I, I think that's the struggle that I personally have had to walk through is the trying to do it perfect or believing I could do it perfect and yeah. then meeting with so many different parents and, you know, the hopes that I, I'm going to be better than my parents and really attain something that's unattainable, which is perfection. I like to tell people, uh, you know, my, my parents – are amazing. They're leaders in parenting. You know, everyone mm-hmm. knows them as the relationship people. But I had sozos to do with my parents. Yeah. And I'm fully ready to embrace the sozos that my children will have because yep. of my parenting. So imperfect parenting, it's the goal is not perfection. Really, the goal is connection over that perfection. And that's that's the heart is reminding you and setting new standards that we're chasing after connection rather than anything else. Yeah. 
I think it's important to be aware of like, hey, none of us are going to get this no. perfect. Yeah. And that's where cleaning up our own messes comes in. Absolutely. That's where apologizing comes in. That's where, but we still have the goal of going, I want to do this well. I mm-hmm. want to do this better than the generation before me. I want to get, I want to grow as a parent as time goes on. I want to continue to improve, mm-hmm. you know, parent more and more like God Absolutely. In, in a sense as well. But understanding, yeah, you're going to mess up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the illusion of perfection is dangerous too. Like, like it actually creates more problems than, than we need. Yeah. I, I even think about, you know, when someone's working hard to feel or look perfect, they're actually isolating themselves. So they're missing out on all the strength they could be getting mm-hmm. because I'm I'm so afraid of what someone might think. Pretending. What, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So wow. it's beautiful. It's, well, and it's exciting. The What it does to our, um, it kind of erodes us on the inside. Yeah. Is it makes us less and less of who we're designed to be when we're trying to be like some earthly image. You know, that's the 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 bummer about social media in so many ways is that everybody posts all the good stuff. Yeah. Not necessarily the hard stuff. Yeah. Um and if you post the hard stuff, you almost get judged or, you know, people don't really know what to do about you mm-hmm. posting the hard stuff or the real stuff. Um so it's 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 really embracing what has God called you to do, who's he called you to be for the, your family, and doing that. You know, it's a good, I just thought of this. We didn't have this written down or planned right. out. Have you seen the movie Mitchells versus the Machines? Uh, the robots, yes. the AI come in and start so. taking over. And it's this very, like, it's this family with issues. Like, they're not perfect. They're not good. And then there's the other family that's the neighbors that are always like, doing yoga, perfectly manicured, mm-hmm. taking their Instagram photos, and you see them throughout the movie, and it's like, oh, these guys are so perfect. Instagram, everything's always good. Everything's always right. And then you have this other family that ends up saving the world mm. from the robots <laughs> who is not perfect. The imperfect family saves the world. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, awesome. It is, it's about embracing, I think, that what am I, what am I supposed to be doing? Who am I supposed to be? And uh, the one of the biggest things that I think I I talk about even Ben and I's story and our struggle in marriage and trying to figure out how do we how are we a team and how do we do this well and then laying out kind of who do we want our kids to be? Yeah, you know, there's 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 so much tension on everybody else and and what their kids what we think our kids should look like or what they should be involved in or not, or all these different things, and then really trying to um, know know what your cult, your family was created to do and be and build. I think that's all part of the book, yep. and yeah, so it's fun. I love it. I think some of the language I've been using lately is I feel like God has a general vision for every Christian home that mm-hmm. is found in the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, which is kind of like everything we talk about. Like, hey, we're stewarding, we're growing self-control in our kids. We're not controlling our kids. Mm -hmm. We're growing self-control in them. We're using tools to help us stay patient and help us stay kind, even when all hell is breaking (laughs) loose, right? Like that's that's what that's that general thing, and then I think every family also has a very specific calling. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you know, even with our families, you guys have animals. You guys 
mm-hmm. have your own eggs, your own mm-hmm. chickens, your own all that. We do too. Mm-hmm. Other families, it's like, oh, your your specific calling, who you specifically are to your kids, to the world around you. Oh, it's in the city. Oh, it's mm-hmm. in a condo versus yeah. like out in the country. Well, we have really good friends that um, they have an inner city ministry mm-hmm. and they um, – are just massively impacting Sacramento. We've we've had them on the Kylo show before, the Dipmores. If you didn't watch that episode, you should go listen to it. It's amazing. But they chose to raise their kids in the city to really equip and train them on how to love the broken and how to not let the broken be part of your normal just because you're around it, how to lead in it. And, I mean, they, they are in the worst area of Sacramento. That's where their ministry is. That's yeah. where they've lived. They actually turned their first house of raising their kids into like um, a housing... Yeah, for, for um, mothers and kids. And, yeah. yeah, so they've, they've well, you like know, they're still in the area, but that's tradition. where they were. They have crazy stories of, of people showing up in the middle of the night, knocking on their door. But there's that family that's called to that. You know, then there's... I have another our other family... Way into sports, you know their their kids are going to go to college for sports, yeah. and that's what they've dedicated their life to. And I love it because I think about that kid is going to go and change the locker room dynamic because yeah. that's what they're called to. Yeah, and it makes a massive difference. Yeah, and and you go into a bunch of this in this book too. I mean, I've I've read it a couple of times now <laughs> <Yeah>. with you, <laughs> um, as as you've poured your life out into it. It's really our lives. That's true. <laughs> you, you, you've, you've poured our lives into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think the piece right here I keep thinking about, just, just listening to you guys talk, is the, I think when we're working so hard and comparing ourselves and how we think we should be and watching someone else like that movie you just described, you know, well, they're perfect and we're mm-hmm. less like them. We're actually missing out on being fully engaged in the call God has in our family's life and, and who we are and expressing that because I'm so concerned about doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm so concerned about messing it up that I'm I, I'm I'm missing kind of that the vision and 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 the sight of of seeing seeing this family and 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 the vision God has for us through His perspective. And so I think it's just this this beautiful opportunity, that and and really this challenge that Brittany's laying out for us through our story mm-hmm. of uh, you know, will you will you fight for your family from this perspective, N- not from the, not from the old way? I think like. One thing we've talked a lot about on here and interacted with a lot of people about is not parenting out of fear. Mm -hmm. And that whole comparison thing of like, am I as good as them? Am I, what am I? It's all fear. It's all parenting from fear. And this is like taking the pressure off. Like, hey, taking the pressure off from being like, am I as good as them? Comparing myself to Mm -hmm. them. How... How am I doing? Like, yeah, just removing that fear that perfection tries to motivate us with. I, I talk about Nehemiah four fourteen in here, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of been a big pillar for us. Just in yeah. you know, knowing you, you've been stationed at the wall, and and every and they he puts them in family groupings, like on purpose. Like, this is yours to own. I need you to take care of this piece. I don't need you to take care of their piece. I need you to take care of this piece. And that's the the piece of if you knew your family's identity, if you knew what you're called to do, and and you fought for this standard and you fought for your family, then the outcome would be just a global impact of the kingdom. And and that's... I am so frustrated (laughs) when... you know. 
people ask us all the time, well, your kids are different because they were raised in this. I'm like, well, that's because we made this choice. Yeah. So what is your family going to be? Yeah. You tell me. You yeah. tell me who your family's called to be. And it is not about becoming dolls or circles or even silks. It's yeah. about who are you? The Smiths, the Mitchells, the Begins. I mean, what is it? Yeah. Who are you? I want to know who you are. I want to see your family show up and impact this earth. And I think that's the the thing we've got to be paying attention to as parents is we're leading our home. Yeah. So how are you leading your home? Yeah. How are you helping really equip your family to find that identity and happen. Speaking of Nehemiah, I love the picture in there. They had their swords mm-hmm. and their building exactly. at the same time. Like you're ready to fight off stuff. Yep, absolutely. But you're also focused on building. Like yep. I'm building my We have my different piece types of, of tools. Yeah. I got to fight some things away <laughs> while I build this. Like yeah. I'm not just fighting and I'm not just building. I'm ready for both at the same time. And I just I just think about, you know, e- even that picture of, you know, families being faithful with with part of the world, part of the kingdom that the Lord's trusted to them. And them just doing that. And then one day they look up and they look around and, and there's an there's an entire new wall protecting the kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an entire new wall that we all did, mm-hmm. but I just did my one part. Yeah. And because I was faithful and, and we were doing a culture on purpose, to quote Brittany Serpel, mm-hmm. this entire thing, like that worldwide experience, worldwide shift that, that we're praying for and, and expecting happens because each each family found their their spot mm-hmm. while they're fighting and building at the same time. Yeah. So it's just a picture of, hey, lift your eyes up for a minute. Yeah. Look yeah. what's happening around you. Yeah. Wow. I, I tell us a story that a lot of people know it's about the three bricklayers. Yeah. And I don't know if I've heard this. Oh, oh. Yeah, well, let me tell you. Yeah, tell me the story. Okay. You have a pen and paper? <laughs> no. It's no. not that long. I can listen to the recording <laughs> okay. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um it's three bricklayers building something, the same thing. And uh the first person goes up to the first bricklayer and says, well, what are you what are you building? And he says, Oh, I'm just laying bricks. And he's like, Oh, he goes to the, the next bricklayer and says, what are, you, what are you building? He says, oh, I'm building a, a, a big wall. Oh. Hmm. Goes to the next bricklayer and says, what, what are you building? Because the question has not yet been answered. It's kind of increased in a little bit more description, but just, I don't really know. But the last bricklayer, when he's asked, what are you building? He says, I'm building a great cathedral. And and it's just showing the power of vision. And when you're when you hold yourself to that standard of love instead of fear, you've got to live a life full of vision. And and so his perspective of this is what I'm building. This is what we're chasing after. I, I, that's the the call for families: is you're building a great cathedral, or you're just laying bricks. Yeah. Right? But either one that you say and speak out is exactly what you're going to harvest. Yeah. And yeah. that's what parents and don't. And how you. <clears throat> how you engage with that. Like, oh, I'm just laying bricks. Like, that work dude's going to work differently than a person who's like, oh, this yeah. is the most pristine thing. This is important. This yeah. matters. They're going to work differently with the bricks than the guy just laying bricks. And I, I, I'm i sitting here thinking about my own experience just as a parent. Um, I think there's so many moments, too, where I, I have the vision for the cathedral but I have to remind myself that's what I'm doing because it feels like I'm just laying bricks today. <laughs> Especially when you're covered in snot or making goldfish. Breakfast. Or yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just doing some eggs for you again. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I'm actually building a cathedral. Mm-hmm. But if that vision goes away or, or my, my own internal world is, is in turmoil, then I'm not dealing with that 
even even just as a, as a son and human and all the things happening inside of me, if that's not dealt with, then I'm I'm losing sight of where we're going. So it's just the, I think, answering the question for me over the years and even lately, you know, we have a almost 18-year-old, she's about to launch out in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other story we'll do an episode on probably. <laughs> adult parenting. Yeah. It's coming probably but, next season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just the, adult. Just young the, adult. the consistent walking out of me staying healthy so mm-hmm. I can so I can keep leading in that vision and and having people around me to say, hey, what are you doing? It looks like you're standing still. Keep going. So We're going to get into that too, yeah. having the right people around you. Hey, Brittany here. Yes, you normally hear me on The Kylo Show, but I am interrupting to tell you about my book, Imperfect Parenting Connection Over Perfection, is coming out Mother's Day. So check that out. Before that, I've got a conference happening. I know, at the beginning of May. May's gonna be great. So if you wanna come to the conference with all of my friends, Seth Dahl, our Lauren and Jason Valatin, Danny Silk, all these wonderful people are coming, make sure you go to imperfectparenting.co to find out the details, and hopefully I see you there. I do think about your perspective, you know, of your parenting or your goal. Yeah. And even the tool set that you chose to get affects your parenting style. Yeah. And and what you choose, how you choose to operate. And, I, I mean, I... My goal is always to be the engaged parent. That's what I'm talking about. My book is is being the engaged parent and what that really looks like, and assertive, authoritative, all those wonderful things. But I slip into the authoritarian really easy. That's my biggest problem. And I what I become is not necessarily uh, one of those three guys, but but probably the micromanager and drill sergeant above them that is on a deadline that is just barking out orders. Come on, you're building a cathedral. What are you doing? Yeah. Quit acting like you're just laying bricks. <laughs> Get up here. It, totally. And that, that uh, I'm trying to cast vision, but I'm doing it aggressively, which just incites fear. Mm-hmm. So my bricklayer just stays a bricklayer. I'm not, I, you know, when you look at what you're trying to build in your children, you want them to see how powerful they are and what they're capable of. But our parenting styles definitely influence uh, who our kids see them to be. Yeah. Okay. So authoritarian, Mm -hmm. that's what you tend to slip into. You're kind of what you're laying out in the book and what we're going to be talking about in this podcast more and more is being engaged Mm -hmm. versus authoritarian. What are some other styles people could be parenting in or slip into? Mm -hmm. Like, do you probably don't slip into authoritarian, Ben? I didn't. No, she didn't marry someone like her. (laughs) Yes. She married someone opposite to her. Yeah, most of the time. So I, I'm naturally more the naturally uh, my tendency is that that passive. Um, we were talking earlier about some some different names that have been out there. Mm-hmm. I think mine the best description for me description really is the, the passive that that my passivity shows up and it's really a self protection thing, which could probably be argued for both of these. It's it becomes a self protection thing because I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but but two other styles that really are the same thing. That kind of kind of go in step with the passivity is the helicopter and the snowplow. I've never heard the snowplow. I've never heard of it till today. No, I I brought it in. <laughs> I but I like to see something what new. Is, it's a great snowplow picture. Is... The snowplow. I wouldn't put snowplow in passive. I would yeah put snowplow in aggressive. Yeah, like okay. snowplow is I will move every single obstacle out of your yeah. way so that your road is so smooth and so easy 
That's he learned nothing. All. He learned nothing. You never have challenges. Yeah. It that one to me is like, oh, that's how you create weak children. By moving every easy. challenge out yeah. of their way, moving everything away. Easy times. Easy times. So create like, weak people. So yep. it's like the aggressive helicopter. It's aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what it sounds I'm like. like I, think, I feel like the helicopter one is where kids are even like, oh my gosh, give me a moment to yeah. even think for myself or it's make true. a decision. Da, da, da. And the and the snowplow parents, to me, they're different. Like the snowplow kids That's are good. like. I, I don't know what it is to have a hard conversation. Is. I don't know what yeah. struggle is. I don't know what pushing through is. Mm-hmm. I don't whether it's in sports, whether it's in school, whether it's a, in home with conversations. Oh, I've never had to apologize to anyone because mm-hmm. you don't want you don't want me to unless I feel like it. So you don't require any. It can play out in all different ways. Like what oh, do you what do you think the anxiety is for, for the snowplow parent? What's what's driving that? I think it. I Pun think intended. I think underneath everything is a desire to go. I want the best for my kids. Yes. So I think it gets perverted. I think there's a pure desire underneath sure. everything. Yeah. It's like, I love them so much. I want the best life for them. My life was hard. I don't want it to be so hard. Mm-hmm. And then we accidentally react and make it too easy. But I think it's that. I, I think part of it is, I think if I let you struggle, I'm a bad parent, mm-hmm. which goes back to the fear, back to what other people think about us, all of that. But I, I do think that's an element probably is like, I don't want you struggling because of how it looks for me could be one. I think, too, it's like I don't have any idea what you're capable of. I do think part of Mm -hmm. this, too, is there's been a lot of – there was a lot of talk before. I don't know if I've heard it, but like be careful not to break your child's spirit. So, you know, people like like so over hyper aware of breaking their children that they never stretch their children Mm -hmm. and they never – you know, I was like, wait, I think kids are far more. Uh, They're very resilient. Very resilient. Very bounce back. Like, like, I mean, I think about my own father and you, raised by sing, single, single moms. Mom. My dad, you know, he just recently we were talking about how there's 35 different men that came into his home. Yeah. Geez. And then look who he is today. I know. So obviously, God it can took redeem. a long time to get here. Right. But look at him. Yeah. And, and so I think children are incredibly resilient. So it's to. To believe that you can remove all forms of pain, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that's the that's yeah. what I hear a lot mm-hmm. in this, this your snowplow example is, I don't want my child to experience pain, because it's it's hard to watch your child in pain. Yeah, it's hard to so, watch yeah. them, you know, not make the team or get rejected by somebody. Uh, the school that all of our kids go to, Valor Global Online, mm-hmm. love Shout them. Mm-hmm. They're, They're the really best. Awesome. They're great. So yeah. great. But Angie was talking about often we parent through our own child wounds. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was such a and good. And that's point. what I hear with with what you're talking yes. about here is, I you know okay so my junior high years miserable, so heartbreaking. I was in the office every day at school crying. Mean Girls, you know that movie Mean <laughs> Girls. That was that was junior high for me. Wow. And I saw, especially in Delaney, as she went through middle school, my own anxiety trying to interject and protect her from something because of my own wounds. Yeah. Uh, More aware of it now as Adeline is in middle school. And it's different because of my awareness and obviously different kids. But that, paying attention to that, definitely influences also your parenting style. Totally. I know for me, it's like, Oh, growing up without a dad most of my childhood, 
I it's reaction style too. Like I'm reacting to what I don't want. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my dad was never there. So now I can't ever leave. I had to be aware of that. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to make sure I'm home and tuck my kids in bed every single night, and mm -hmm. I never miss a game, and I never miss anything. Oh, well, that's, that's exhausting. Not, <laughs> that's exhausting. That's not healthy either. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm gonna be at everything I possibly can, and and I'm gonna be present when I'm here, and I'm gonna be so connected to you that even when I'm not here, mm -hmm. our relationship's okay. Yeah. We're we're still together even if I'm gone. Mm -hmm. But I was that. I think that's it too, like reacting to what we don't want or or parenting out of our wounds. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have my this, dad there, yeah. so I'm going to be the dad who's never gone yeah. ever. Yeah. He's perfect. Yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> perfect dad. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't go to work and he doesn't go hang out with boys and, and he's miserable. men, his other friends. Yeah. yeah. And he's so miserable. Those are all of our worst versions of mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. And we're going for engaged. Yeah. You should talk about that some more. Engaged. Engaged is is really a connection-centered parent. Yeah. Uh, my goal is connection, but I have high value for boundaries. Yeah. I think that's a – we'll get into some other parenting uh, styles or, or really models, I think, that are out there in other episodes. But I think for me, um, what I'm seeing is missing is taking all these tools and resources and making connection the heart behind it. Mm -hmm. And not being afraid of the boundaries. Because once you yes. introduce boundaries, things get harder. Yes. You get pushed back. You get all of this. But remembering, I'm I'm leading. I'm mm -hmm. the one in That's charge. Right. Yeah. No one else is in charge of leading the culture except for me and my being submitted to the Lord, yeah. obviously. But when we forget, when we put connection as the only goal and don't apply the boundaries, we have a different form of chaos. Yeah. yeah. I think overall society is in this place. Yeah. People don't want boundaries in a lot of places, not just yeah. in parenting. And I think a lot of it's like, oh, yeah, it's reaction. It's we were oh, parenting from our wounds. Like, oh, we were all controlled. A lot of us were controlled. Yeah. Not not you. A well, lot of that, us. Ew, that was still in when there. When you were little. Yeah, you were, little. Like your parents learned this stuff, mm -hmm. but. We were so controlled, so we swing the pendulum the completely other direction, and we're not going to set any boundaries, yeah. and that's where you get every. I mean, I think about it like this. I've been in countries driving in cars with somebody that doesn't speak our language. We're in a taxi. He doesn't speak our language. There's no lines on the road. There's no curbs. There's no separation <laughs> between what's the road and what's just land. <laughs> and then you come into like a – like an intersection that's not mm -hmm. a real – there's no boundaries around the intersection. There's no stop signs. There's no there's stop no lights. There's no one telling there's, anybody information. There's nothing. <laughs> and you get there and I'm like – like I was literally at the place in this car. Like, I have to just close my eyes and pray to the Lord <laughs> right now because I am so scared and I've never been so grateful for boundaries in yeah. my entire life. That's like a great that's, picture. That's in family. Like boundaries are great. Boundaries actually help connection. They do. So some people are like, I just want connection without boundaries. Like that doesn't actually help your no, connection. That's mm -hmm. not. Like, oh, here, I'll say this one thing. I don't know if we plan to say this later, but I've been realizing like I've, I've talked with a lot of parents that get to a place where they literally said, hey, I kind of don't like my kids oh, anymore. Oh, absolutely. I've and I've said, I said, yeah. if you don't have boundaries at that's a behavior I don't like. Yeah. It can easily move into now I have a child I don't like because I didn't set boundaries at the behavior. And the way I often I've I've had that too, and I've told parents, you've actually trained this child mm -hmm. how to treat you. 
Yeah. And so you've created that culture. Yeah. Which which it's it's the boundaries piece that that, you, that actually begins to switch it back to what what the the original design is is this is where safety and security comes is that mm-hmm. playground with a with a fence yeah a clear boundary yeah hey, so. we go from behavior issues to uh, c- character development yeah and you know we this thing that is was a behavior becomes a belief that lingers and, and so they just take it on to adulthood and an identity and the, and all of that and yep. so wow. being able to set a boundary create structure value connection i i think when we have deep connection our boundaries are actually received better mm-hmm. you know like I, just the other day been having to set a boundary with our oldest about her phone in yeah. her bedroom. Yeah. And it wasn't screaming or disrespect or door slamming or anything like that. It was, I know your heart for me. I don't disagree that this has been a distraction and yep. this is the fruit that I don't want. You want to help me. Okay. I yeah. trust you. It was about four words and she brought me the phone. Yeah. And she so said, she wasn't cleaning her room. She's getting distracted by her phone, mm-hmm. not cleaning her room. You would like her room clean because she has a tendency. No, I'm just going to co- give yeah, yeah, context. It's great. And so you come to her and you give her four words like, hey, I want your phone till your room's clean. A little uh, more than four or something what, like what that. What I actually told her, so we had a conversation recently where I I was doing this on purpose, is, is I want to stay connected with my girl. Um, I want her to hear my heart. And so we're talking a little bit about just the power of this phone. I told mm-hmm. her, I said, I actually trust you with the phone. I'm not scared about what you're doing with it. I trust you with it. Mm-hmm. The issue isn't that. The issue is how much time you're giving it. Mm-hmm. And it's taking and away it's your focus. Taking away from, yeah. And you're, it's distracting you. And you're, you're a smart girl. You're a genius. I mean, she's even on there you know, reading scriptures, yeah. writing poems about scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's doing, doing great stuff. beautiful yeah. things with it. Yeah. She's connecting with friends. I mean, it, it's great. Yeah. So we had that conversation. And she's listening. And we're, I mean, she was really engaged. I came back a few days later. Nothing's changed. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to help you today. With your focus. I would like your phone. Yeah. And you have it back as soon as your room's clean. I texted Brittany two hours later and said, <laughs> guess whose room's clean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's laughing at me. And but I, you have connection. Yep. You set a boundary. It helps her with something she also wants, focus and mm-hmm. all that. Room. She wants a clean room. And she responds... And I was there last night when we're all talking, and you're like, "Hey, good job." Disconnected in any way? No, no. Ben's like, "Hey, Delaney, good job, clean." You you complimented her on like, "Hey, I set a boundary." You you. responded, "Yeah, thank you." And she was like, "Yeah." It was like the boundary actually strengthened the connection even more. There you go. It didn't damage it. It didn't break it. Fresh bread. You you set the boundary with connection in mind, protecting the connection. At, in in your head, and that's exactly what it did. And and on a bad day, the fear happening inside of me is if I have that conversation, we're getting disconnected. Mm-hmm. She's mad at me. Mm-hmm. We're now in a power struggle. She thinks I don't trust her anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I that. trust you. Hey, I trust you with your phone. Yeah. Or a lot of times, I think parents are set are creating the power struggle because of their heart and their approach. Yeah. And so those are things to be aware of. But we've already talked for 30 minutes. I know, and guys. I feel I like we could just keep we, going and going and going. There's so. more to come. Don't worry. Yeah. The fun thing is that, you know, Ben and I will follow this up with some more topics around we'll my We just keep book. saying mm-hmm. Seth said, and, and then Seth said. <laughs> and next time when Seth's here. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I'm excited. It's it's new, kind I'm of a new podcast, here. but the same podcast yeah. in a lot of ways. Imperfect come parenting, on. connection over perfection, engaged parenting all not those passive things. not authoritarian it's all in a book 
It's all in a book. It's all in a book. So you need to buy the book, too. Come on. Yep. It comes out Mother's Day this year. I'm super excited. I chose Mother's Day because it is, I I thought about, if you're used to church dynamics, Mother's Day is the most attended Sunday in the entire year. And um, I work mostly with women. I think women are often the ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not excluding the men because there's it's two true. dudes at this it's table right now. But <laughs> women true. tend to have a, a better heartbeat read on the home. Mm-hmm. And so, ladies, I use a lot of mom references, fellas. I didn't leave you out. You're you're in there. Um, we need you. Mm-hmm. We definitely need Very you. But I, so. it does come out on Mother's Day because I thought, what a great gift come on. for a mom. So. And or churches should buy, buy hundreds of copies and they give should. them out to Absolutely. the moms on Mother's Day. Oh, there we go. Let us know. Let us know if you need some help with that. Mm-hmm. See if we can make it happen. But all right. Thank you so Beautiful. much for joining us on Imperfect Parenting, um, where we are pursuing connection over perfection. Yeah. All right. We'll Beautiful. see you next time.